My name is Kevin McGee, and uh, I have the privilege alongside Natalie Farthing and Jacob Christensen, one of our interns, and uh, a whole student ministry volunteer team and student volunteers and parent volunteers to lead our student ministry program here at Spring Branch. And one of my favorite things I get to do is get to, um, get to know the families that we get to work with. And um, uh, this morning, we have the privilege of talking with uh, Craig and Drew Sexton. Um, uh, Drew is a sophomore at uh, Cox High School just up the road. And uh, Craig is a Hollywood film director transplanted here to Virginia Beach. Uh, pretty cool job. And, um, and so we're glad they're here with us and one of our newer uh, student ministry families. And um, Drew, I just want to jump in with you and, and talk about um, what, um, uh, tell me about your experience at our fall retreat this past year. Um, well, I have a really good friend named Mackenzie Hall, and uh, she was really excited about going on this retreat with her church, and she kept saying, Drew, you have to come, like, it's going to be amazing, you just have to give it a chance. And uh, I didn't really know what I was going to, like, getting myself into or anything, but I was like, okay, let's, let's go. So um, we go to Camp Silver Beach, and at first I thought it was just going to be like a weekend hanging out with a bunch of my friends, but it turned out to be so much more than that. And um, Travis Simone was speaking to us, and all of his messages just helped me experience faith and God in such a different way than I was ever used to. And I just remember uh, the second night we were there, uh, that Saturday, what he said just hit so close to home for me. It was just the night I'll always remember that I opened my heart up to God. That's, that's powerful stuff. And, and um, you know, Craig, uh, you're a great dad. Uh, you're here this morning with her, and, and we see it in the pictures. I know Drew's not too happy with some of these pictures, uh, from, for some from the middle school years. And she's, uh, she's mad at me, probably, but you gave them to me, Craig. So... Um, uh, but, but Craig, um, you know, obviously you were there when she came home from this retreat. Tell us about what that was like and just what she shared with you. Well, I, I think first off was um, uh, we were in the process of relocating to Virginia Beach and, um, you know, finding a church was on our radar. We were moving a business down here and I was trying to get us moved into a house. And, and when Drew came home that weekend so excited and you can see such profound change in your daughter's eyes, I, th I think it's probably like any parent. Uh, you know, I just wanted to be there for her and I just wanted to be um, a good ear to listen. And uh, more than anything, I just wanted to be there for her to um, be supportive when she took her first steps in, a, in this new journey and her walk. Absolutely. Um, Drew, tell me about what your next steps were. What, what was it... Uh, uh, what was it like to try to get involved and, and move down the road? Well, um, first, after the retreat, I started coming to Common Ground. And um, that was amazing and still is. And um, I found a small group with girls that I absolutely love. And um, I just recently took part in you know, my first communion. And that was awesome. And now this summer, I'm hoping to you know, keep growing by uh, serving in Nicaragua and um, hopefully getting baptized. So, yeah. And um, you guys can kind of uh, hit this question. Um, tell me about starting to come to Spring Branch. And, and you know, for, for you, Craig, you know, what was that like? I think, I think Drew had a little bit to do with that. Well, it, it really started one night uh, after Common Grounds, right? Uh, Drew came home, and she was all excited uh, that she had um, 
uh, was going to volunteer for the Toys for Tots concert. And she said, Dad, you know, you've got to come to this concert. I mean, you're going to love the music. There's this guy there. His, he plays guitar. His name is Troy. He plays guitar like you wish you could. And there's this other guy. He sings. His name is Paul. And uh, he sings like you think you can. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, tough to take. But, uh, but I said, you know, look, I'm in. Let's go. So uh, we, the whole family went and... Uh, uh, to say the least, it was an amazing uh, evening and a very magical time for us, and it was just a great introduction to the Spring Branch experience, so uh, it was a great night for all of us. Um, and after that, we kind of decided that we'd start coming to the morning services together. Uh, so it's our first Sunday, and um, when, <laughs> whenever we see live music, my dad has to sit like as close to the band as possible <laughs> so he can like pretend he's playing guitar with them or something. So we come and we sit like right in the front near the band, and um, there's this uh, there's this song that me and my dad have had since I was really little, and it's this like private little um, well. Yeah, not really pr- private anymore, but it's <laughs> sort of private, you know. It's a, this song that, we, you know, we're going to dance to at my wedding, and um, we dance in the kitchen to it, and it's uh, called My Wish by Rascal Flatts. And that first Sunday, you know, the first song they sing when we sit down is My Wish by Rascal Flatts. And we just look at each other, and we're like, whoa, whoa like, <laughs> this, that God put us here for a reason. This is where we were supposed to be. And, um... You know, we keep coming to the services every morning, and soon enough it's Easter, and uh, we're running really late, so we don't get to sit off to the side like we usually do. We had to sit, like, right front center. And we were actually just too embarrassed to turn around and walk to the back, so... So, we, yeah, we just sat down in the, in the front, and uh, it just felt like Pastor Simone's, like, words were directed towards us, and it really moved us, and at the end of the um, sermon, like, we just knew that we had to come across the stage and um, put that rock in front of the cross and rededicate our lives to Christ. That's, uh, that's exciting stuff uh, from my seat, and, and Craig, um, tell, tell us a little bit about what it's like to, uh, to see your daughter doing this and, and how it's affected you. Well, I, I think... Um... You know, after 25 years in Hollywood, uh, I always thought the best title I ever had was film director. And now I know the best title I've ever had is dad. So um, it's, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Drew's an amazing young woman. She's, um, I mean, the light doesn't shine on her. It shines from within her. And I mean, the truth of it is she makes me want to be a better man. And uh, what started out as uh, being supportive for Drew's journey here has now turned into a uh, personal journey of my own. So uh, we couldn't be happier to be here and, and have found a home here at Spring Branch. That's really neat. Um, Drew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this one. Um, what does it mean for you to, to sit here and hear your dad, who, who you love and, and who you care for, um, share that you had an impact on his life. Um, well, my dad's like my best friend, and um, we, I tell him everything, and we're just, I, he's always there for me when you know, no one else is, and he always supports me, and no matter what. And I didn't know that Spring Branch would change 
everything so drastically. I didn't know that bringing him here would have such a profound effect on our relationship, but it's changed our lives and our family's lives and has opened so many doors for us. And um, Spring Branch has really brought us tremendously closer together, even though I didn't really think it was possible. So it's really been amazing. Let's thank uh, Craig and Drew one more time. My journey here to Spring Branch happened when I was back in high school. Um, I was introduced to this uh, young youth pastor at a Methodist church across town. And this guy was so cool. Let me tell you about this guy. This guy was one of the coolest guys I'd ever met. Uh, he, he drove a Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. Fire red. Fire red. Um, you know, he, he had the youth guy look. Just looked like a cool guy, like you'd want to hang out with him. Um, you know, he, he even, his license plate even said, youth guy. <laughs> All right. This guy is cool. His name is Adam Bradshaw. And uh, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but, uh, but just became a great friend. I was, uh, I was in high school, and, and he was leading that youth group uh, across town. And, and um, we used to hang out together, had some mutual friends. And, and uh, we'd go down to the beach, and, and we'd do um, silly videos for his church. And we'd do a bunch of different stuff. And, um, and so when I went away to college, um, I went to Radford, and um, we kept into touch. We kept in touch, and, uh, and every time I'd come back into town, he would, uh, we would get together, um, introduce him to my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, and, and just was a, a big part of that process, and um, just a great friend. And at some point, um, I, was, uh, I had moved to Minnesota. And I don't know why I did that. And um, I had moved to Minnesota, and, uh, and I got a call from the coolest guy ever, Adam Bradshaw. And, um, and, and Adam starts, he says, he says, Kevin, I have an opportunity for you. All right, I like, I like a good opportunity. Um, he says, there's no job, there's no money, but what if? <laughs> I said, I don't wanna, that doesn't really sound like an opportunity. Um, but, but, you know, that, that question, what if, just grabbed me. And, and that question had shown up in my life uh, before that day. And, and uh, when I was in high school, I was a freshman, squirrely little freshman kid. And uh, there was a, a good friend of mine named Woody Woodward who, who stepped in and said, what if? What if I live my life uh, just out on a limb and take care of this young freshman as a, as a junior that he was? What if, I, um, what if I didn't worry about popularity for myself, but I, you know, I lived um, and cared for this kid? And so he did, and, and we had a blast. It was so much fun hanging out with upperclassmen. And, uh, and, and we used to do these things called surge parties, and, and it's something he made up. It's not illegal. And, um, and we used to do just all this fun stuff, and, um, and he really impacted my life. And then that what if carried me to Radford University, where I spent four years um, involved in serving at a local high school with Young Life. And, and I said to myself, what if, what if I could live my life poured out for, for some of these kids at this high school? 
What if while I'm, I'm going to school full time and, 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 and having a job, what if I could do this while I do that? And that's where I ended up meeting my wife and, and all things kind of fell into place. And that what if carried me back to this moment when, when Adam said, hey, let's dream a little. What if? And that it was, it was for six months that I did not have a day that went by that I did not think about Spring Branch. And I began to pray about Spring Branch. And, and God, what would you do? What if? And God showed up. And, and I was able to come here to Spring Branch. And, and I came on as the high school guy. And I, I've had many different roles since then. And it's been, it's been so much fun. I've worked with middle school students as well. And, and in Promised Land and even in our video ministry. And, and the one thing that has stayed consistent among all of that stuff uh, since I've been here has been uh, just my passion to build relationships with people. It's been my passion to get to know people and get to know you and your families and, and, and really spend that time and, and be available for whatever you need at any time and, and uh, to, to walk through celebrations with you and, and to, to walk through grief with you and, and do other different things. And, and so when, when Adam shared that what if, it really had an impact on my life. You know, as the high school guy, one of, the, uh, one of the biggest things that I was tasked to do, Adam said, go get freshman guys. Just go get them. And I said, oh, I don't know how to do that. Um, I said, okay, we'll try. And, but I had two problems. Uh, first problem is I drove a pickup truck, okay? I drove a pickup truck. That leaves one seat empty uh, on, on the right. And, um, and then the second problem is it didn't help that it was, it was bright turquoise uh, with the word splash written down the side. Uh, you see that sidestep? I mean, that's, that's money. And uh, I, had a, I had a baseball grip with a, with a little uh, Clifford bobblehead doll uh, on my dash. I got to tell you guys, that just screams, hang out with me, you know? Just guys were just running, you know? And so I overcame that obstacle. I, I borrowed, a, borrowed a van from a, a staff member here at the church. And every, um, every Wednesday afternoon, I would drive up to Cox High School, and I'd pick up these eight freshman guys that I had gotten to know. I'd pick up eight freshman guys. And, you know, a lot of times people say, Kevin, freshman guys, yeah, I can't do what you do. You have so much patience, so much patience with these freshman guys. And I, and I said, you know, I said, you know, there's, there's one trick. There's, there's one trick. And, and do you want to know that trick? Do you want to know one trick? It's a, it's a four-letter word. Um, it's a good four-letter word. Um, F-O-O-D. All right? <laughs> F-O-O-D. And you can follow that by another four-letter word, F-R-E-E. Okay? Um, and so anytime you put out free food, they're like flies. Like, zoo. You know? And it's like, and when the food's gone, they're like, zoo. Um, hopefully you can like build relationships in there somewhere. And, um, and so, you know, I was hanging out with these guys and, and every Wednesday I'd have two large cheese pizzas ready to go in the passenger seat. And these freshman guys would jump in, not even wait to get where we were going to you know, eat the pizza in the car. And, um, and we would go to, and they didn't have license, so they couldn't, uh, so I had them. Um, and, um, and so we would go to the basketball court and we'd go down to the beach and uh, we'd come back here to the church. We'd do, you know, just kind of whatever they wanted to do. And, you know, as a student ministry guy, I prayed for, for moments in, the, in that small group, for moments that, that God would just move and, and, and things would just go somewhere and kids would be impacted. And, and I'd love to stand here to, today and tell you that every meeting, you know, there was weeping and there was joy and, and, and people praying and, and all these things. And, 
And I can't tell you that because um, we had eight freshman guys. And, um, and, and it was, you know, it was, it was the weirdest thing. You know, you, you would think you got a moment, and, and I'd be thinking, yes, God, you know, thank you. Just show me a sign that this is, and, and I get smacked up with the head with a piece of pizza crust or something, you know, something like that. And you're like, oh, this, we were so close. Um, but there was this one guy, there was this one guy in that group, and his name's Jordan. And Jordan was just, he's just a great guy. And, um, and, and he, but he had the gift of interruption, interruption. And, um, and Jordan, Jordan liked to, uh, Jordan liked to, um, to make cricket noises, uh, when things were just getting serious. I'm like, what is that? It's like, really? <laughs> Come on. And, um, but he also used to do this thing. He also used to do this thing. He used to do this, uh, this four clap thing. Uh, I had never understood it. He used to walk up and be like, all right, and then so, so, but as a student ministry guy, I'm trying to, you know, fit in and feel cool, and so I'm like, I'm going to do that. And so I walk up to kids. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> didn't work for me at all. And, 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 and it might have worked for him. It didn't really work for him. Uh, but maybe it'll work for you. Uh, if you see kids today after the service, just four claps, see if it works. I don't know. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he still does, still does that. And um, it's just, you know, it's just very strange. And, um, I mean, you may remember what it was like to be in high school or even middle school, 11, 12, 13 years old. And you may be thinking, I don't want to remember that. And all the pictures with it, you know, um, you know, those were tough times, you know, popularity, pimples, uh, uh, attire, dress, uh, trying to fit in, um, you know, making the team, the boyfriend or the girlfriend that you want and can't get or, or whatever it is, the college you're trying to get into. Life is tough. At that age. And so building relationships with them is, is even tougher. I remember um, I was able to get them on our fall retreat, our fir- my first fall retreat when I was here. And um, we were up at Camp Silver Beach. And it was just, I mean, it was, it was a blast, a weekend set up for success. Um, we had 50 or 60 high school students there. And, um, and it was just going to be great. And, uh, and I've got these eight freshman guys on this retreat. And they're all in one cabin. And uh, guess who's the leader of that cabin? Yeah, yeah, this guy right here. Lucky, lucky me. And, um, and so I'm sleeping with these guys. It's one thing to like lead a small group. It's another thing to bunk up for like a weekend. And, um, and so I wake up the first night. First night, it's like 2 a.m. And I wake up to this noise. What is it? It's a vacuum. There's a, there's a vacuum at 2 a.m. And first I'm like, where did you get a vacuum? And, and then I say, Jordan is standing in the middle of the room vacuuming <laughs> and, and laughing. I mean, he thinks it's the funniest thing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and I didn't get it. I, it's like, did he have a problem with the hospitality? Um, does he have a future in guest services? Like, I don't, I don't understand you, child. And, um, and so I, I politely asked um, for him to put the vacuum away and, um, and, you know, tried to get these guys to go back to sleep. And, uh, it was, it was a, it was a great retreat, but we had this, um, in student ministry, we try to create these moments for students where, um, where, you know, they can just have time to think and, uh, that, uh, places where, where God might be able to move and, and, and talk to them. And, and, um, and so we had this really cool moment set up for Saturday night where we had this, um, this, uh, path from the, program room to the bonfire that we had set up, and we had lit the path with uh, tiki torches and luminaries, luminary, little bag luminaries on the ground. And you know, girls get this, all right? Girls get this. Girls are like, this is amazing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
I feel so close to God right now and my friends, except for the freshman boys. See, the freshman boys, they didn't see it that way. They saw him as kickballs of fire <laughs> flaming flaming through the trees, you know? They saw them, they saw them as, as fiery javelins, like into the balcony, you know? And, and uh, just into the trees and, and all this stuff. And, and it was like, wow, like, are you kidding me? And, and I, remember, I remember walking back the next morning. We were cleaning stuff up, and I was alone. And I was walking back down this path, And I see tiki torches hanging from the trees. (laughs) And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, what's the point? You know, I remember thinking, what's the point? Is anybody even listening? Like, and just feeling discouraged and, you know, what's it going to take for these kids to be impacted? What is my responsibility? What is it going to take for these kids to be impacted for Christ? And and what's it going to take for maybe a a church, uh, maybe a community, maybe other students to impact other students for Christ? What's it going to take for this to be a success? You know, I think think Paul had uh, a few things he knew about relationships. This is what the early church was built on. It was uh, Paul and Silas and Timothy and Peter traveling around to these places and, and building relationships with these people. Um, and that's where the church came from. And, and they, would, they would live among these people and they would, um, they would live there with them. They would eat with them. They would celebrate with them. They would mourn with them. And they would sleep wherever they could find a place. And, and Paul knew that this is what what the church and what, what relationships was about. He writes this. We always thank God for all of you. Mentioning you in our prayers, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. Deep conviction because they were doing something. They were living there with them. Deep conviction like like this church has to support student ministry. And when you support student ministry, you are making this possible. You You are making this happen. The next part has two different pieces. He says, you know we lived among you. You know we lived among you. We lived there with you like I just described. They, they ate with them and they enjoyed time with them. They lived there and built those relationships. And the second part, more powerful than anything, for your sake. For your sake. Not for my sake, not for what it's going to get me, not for my salary or my job, not for that. For your sake. We live there with you for your sake. And this is what student ministry is about. This is what this church is about. Is living my life 
for your sake. I will live my life for your sake. It's what Jordan Ray is about as a senior now at Cox High School down the road. And as he leads us in worship this morning, my life for your sake. It's what my volunteers and, 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 and my staff members and, and all the people that are around us in student ministry say is that it's our lives for your sake, for the sake of the students, for the sake of the people we are reaching. And he goes on and he says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. You see, that's what happens when people do this is that other people begin to imitate them and they begin to imitate the Lord and they begin, begin to understand what it means to have a relationship with God. And it's, it's powerful. And even later he says, he says, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. And that is what is happening here. That is what is happening with our students you see, we got to understand what's at stake. we got to understand that, that our students are raising thousands of dollars for orphan children in Nicaragua. Our students, 11, 12, and 13-year-old middle school students, are fixing, building, and repairing homes in Appalachia. Families in this room, maybe some of your families, have been touched because of the impact that someone has had on your student's life. And your faith has been strengthened because of that, just like we saw with Drew and with Craig. These are the things that are at stake. And so it all comes down to the what if. It all comes back to what if one life is changed. What if a community of people Say, my life for your sake. What if they, they, they pray? And this involves all of us. This is not just for our immediate volunteers and small group leaders. This is everyone in this room. My life for your sake. When you, when you know that a student ministry is happening on Sunday night at 6 o'clock, that you say a prayer. That, that when you see a kid walking down the, down the hallway with, with earphones and, and maybe an attitude to go along with it, you say a prayer. When you help a family in need with students, you support that. And what if students take this seriously? What if they say, this is my life for your sake? What if? I know you're there, all around me. You provide me with people that bring me closer to you, and also people that need someone else to show them who you are. You give hope to people who feel they have nothing left. You work through everyone in different ways, and that is an amazing thing. God is everything. He is love, He is hope, and He is grace. He is why we wake up and smile, and He is why we get to laugh with our friends in the beach. And that alone is an endless expression of creation. We learn how to live our lives to the fullest and jump for joy because of his never-ending grace. 
My God is my Savior. He rescued me from darkness and took away my sin. I talk to him. His love has shown me to love, and he's taught me how to spread his light. He keeps me on a straight path to his glory. He has shown me how to appreciate the small things in life. A thousand times I've failed, still your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, still I'm caught in your grace. Everlasting, your liar will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all faith. My heart and my soul, Lord, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out. Let justice and friends become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Heavenly Father, you have given me the inheritance of a lifetime, and I'm eternally grateful to you. You continue to teach me through your word and through your children every day. I pray that I will always look for these lessons you are revealing. God has given me maturity, wisdom, and values that have made my life better and more fulfilled. And I've been blessed with the relationships I've been given, whether it's through family or friends. He is a creator, and he loves his creation. He cares for it so much that he even has a plan for each piece of it. I've seen firsthand lives turned around. I've sat with friends and been moved by what he has done.
You know, with all the, the bad news in the world today, and it's, it's just all over the place, you come to a moment like this, and you say, there's so much good, and God is doing a good work in the hearts and minds of young men and women, and we, we get the gift of that. We get the gift of that in so many ways that we don't even, we don't even realize, and so we are thankful. We are thankful. Um, from the work that Kevin's been doing leading with, with Natalie and with Jacob and all the volunteers, uh, we are truly blessed and honored to partner with and come alongside of these young men and women. And I'm so thankful for this service today. You know, my life was changed and impacted by it. And I hope yours was, was too. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, you change us from the inside out. You are that kind of a God in us and through us and with us. And we stand amazed at the good work that you have done in the lives of these young men and women. The church is in good hands, Father. I know that you are preparing the leaders of the future, the teachers of the future, the elders of the future, the ones who will serve and go and give and sustain the church, the hope of the world, they stand here right now, right here. So Father, put your holy hands upon each one. Take each one of these young men, take each one of these young women and continue to form Jesus Christ in them and through them. We lift them up before you. We are thankful for the gift of their lives in our midst here at Spring Branch. Put your holy hands on them now, Father, and take them into an amazing future. For we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Let's thank these students one more time.